Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good afternoon and welcome to where energy and medicine meet. I'm your host, Marie Manucherry. I want to express my gratitude and appreciation to all of our listeners, wherever you are, Washington, New York, Utah, California, Arizona, Oklahoma, and of course, our international listeners, Spain, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Scotland, Norway, and Canada. Thank you for your interest in healing yourself and your dedication to living a happy life. So welcome, everyone. It's a kind of a dreary, rainy, overcast day in Seattle, um, kind of typical for our Washingtonians here. And But it's lovely out. It's not too hot. It's not too cold, obviously. And the traffic was fabulous getting to the studio, so I'm always grateful for that. Today, we're going to be talking about past lives. And I want to make one announcement. The 7 p.m. repeat um, show that normally airs on Thursdays, we have now switched that to Sundays at noon. So if you want to listen to this show again, this particular one, um, just go to Sunday at noon Pacific Standard Time and you'll be able to listen to this broadcast. So we changed, we decided we don't need to have two on one day. We're going to go ahead and have one on the weekends. So that's exciting. And today we're talking about past lives. Yes, everyone has them. <laughs> I Personally, it took me a long time to really believe in reincarnation. I'd read about it. One of my favorite books in the world is called The Seat of the Soul by Gary Zukoff. I, I don't know how many copies I've bought of that book because I give it away constantly. And I love the smell of brand new paper on a brand new book. So I just go out and buy another one. And of course, it's about karma and reincarnation and power and light. And it's a phenomenal book. I, I so appreciate Gary for writing it. And uh, you know, it took me a while. Even after I read that book, I'm like, I'm just not so convinced. And when I began to have multisensory experiences about 12 and a half years ago, prior to that, I hadn't had consistent, viable multisensory experiences. You know, once a decade, like most people, something auspicious and interesting and mysterious happened in my life that surprised me and bewildered me, but then it was gone. And um, when I began to see, hear, and feel energy, I began to see many of my own previous lifetimes. So that's when I became convinced they existed. In my practice, I work with them all the time because our past lives affect this life. Anything that you haven't healed from a previous lifetime, you are working on it right now in this lifetime. So past life experiences, if you can you know, figure it out on your own, allow yourself to have that information, which believe me, I believe people can do or you have an intuitive or someone who works in the healing arts who has that ability, then it gives you information that helps you figure out things in this lifetime. It kind of puts the pieces of the puzzle together. At least it has for me and many of the people I've worked with. So that's our topic today. And of course, I'm going to do past life readings over the air, which will be very, very fun. So um, some of the past lives that I witnessed uh, had a lot to do with me not maintaining my own power in marriages. I had been married and looked like the Middle East many, many times, which didn't surprise me. I married a Middle Eastern man in this lifetime. And so when I ended that relationship, because it was me who ended the relationship, I, I felt this enormous amount of power come into my life. And, and it was very challenging, a very difficult divorce. 
it was a difficult marriage as well. And uh, I felt like thousands and thousands of years of pain was healed and put to rest as I was able to choose myself instead of choosing everyone else around me. I learned um, to choose myself first, which has benefited people in my life, by the way, and of course benefited me. So that's the, one of the exciting things about knowing and understanding your previous lifetimes. And we'll talk more about that, but our phone lines are already full, so I'd love to head towards the phones. What do you think, Eric? I think that's a great idea. Lovely. Let's go ahead and talk to Carrie calling from Utah. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Marie? I'm great. Thank you. What is your great. question today? Well, um, I was just calling to see if you could give me an energy reading um, to see if there might be any imbalances with my health? Sure. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to tell you a past life because I can already see one. Okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. And, and if you don't want me to, I won't, of course. You know. Oh, no. Go ahead. I'm, I, I'm kind of like you. I, I'm open to it, but I'm a little skeptical. Yeah. So. I totally understand. <laughs> it's such an odd concept. And, and here's the concept is actually taken further beyond the fact that we've lived different lifetimes than we're living in a you know, on the earth plane in this dimension, many people believe, and I now believe it's true as well. It took me a long time to also agree that this concept is real for me, is that we're living multiple lifetimes at one time. So not only are you living here, but you're living in other places too, other dimensions all at the same time. So it's a really interesting, complicated theory, and I think it's quite accurate. So you are actually going through a lot in your life right now. It's very personal. In other words, Things may not be happening externally in your life. You know, those things may seem fairly imbalanced or going okay. But internally, there's a lot of shift and change and transformation for several reasons from what I can see. I think you're integrating your emotions, finally. Um, And you are allowed to disagree with anything I say, by the way. What I think used to happen about three and a half years ago, and of course, prior to all that time, but three and a half years ago, you began to make a shift where you started to allow yourself to become more vulnerable with your emotions. You literally had a line um, right around, uh, right after the solar plexus, so kind of at the waist, you had a line that where you weren't allowing yourself to feel, you would only think and give yourself permission only to feel certain things. It's a a little bit about self-control, a little bit more self-control than you would want to have. And three and a half years ago, somehow, miraculously, you began to make these changes, at least in my opinion. And so now that this is really integrating, which can feel really unsettling, um, you may have some health things that are coming up because your emotions are kind of on the table. Is this making sense, what I'm talking about? Well, maybe a little bit. By, let me back up. When you said, sure. um, let's see, self-control. Uh-huh. Are you talking about that used to be the way I was? Right. And I'm letting, okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah, so I thought it was the opposite. Yeah, no, you're letting go of self-control, which is excellent. You know, you only allowed yourself, from my perception, to feel a certain amount of your emotions. And they had to be emotions that were safe. And three and a half years ago, I don't know what happened, what maybe you felt safer in your life or something happened to someone else and you thought, gosh, I don't ever want to be in that position. You know, something un uncomfortable happened to another person and you decided to give yourself permission to be more vulnerable with yourself and your own emotions. So now you've got a a clear channel. In other words, I don't see your body broken in half energetically. The line that I saw before means that things aren't working, you know, together. They're separate, compartmentalizing. And we don't really want that. We want to have the full use of our energy system, our emotions, our mind, our 
spirit, all of it. And so now you've got energy mixing with one another. So that line is disappearing. In fact, I would say three-fourths of it has dissolved. And the dissolving is on your um, it's on your right-hand side of your body. So your left-hand side is still a little bit more contracted, but your right-hand side is more open. And you might be having some odd, hard-to-diagnose, weird symptoms going on in your body because yes. your emotions are so elevated right now. So you're running tons more energy than you used to, but it's making you a little bit nuts. Not really nuts, but you know, a little bit crazy, and it's confusing, and you're not going to get diagnosed. It's going to be really difficult and challenging to be diagnosed. Because this is energetic. Okay. And have you seen a natural path? Uh, well, no. My, um, I had some surgery, mm-hmm. excuse me, in uh, almost mid-December. And two weeks later, all of a sudden, I get symptoms of jaundice. Mm-hmm. So I had, I went and got a liver panel. I had elevated liver enzymes and mm-hmm. bilirubin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, immediately they're thinking, you know, it could be, a host of major diseases. So I got an ultrasound, I got another blood test, and but it's everything not. so far has come back yeah. negative. <laughs> yeah, you don't have a major disease, you know, and probably, yeah. you know, I don't know what the surgery was, but I think it's something that could have even waited a little bit because your body is so unsettled right now, energetically going in and doing big procedures, probably not the best idea. So I would consider finding a naturopathic physician in your area, and one that you've heard about, uh, so start asking around, and go in there so you can get things balanced, you know, get really great nutrients. Um, the bilirubin is about your liver, so what can we do to cleanse the liver? And the liver traditionally absorbs anger, so now that you're opening up your emotions, that means your anger is getting released, and that can make organs get a little funky. It's like detoxifying. And people think, oh, I'm detoxing. This is great. Well, yeah, detoxing is great, but it also runs energy pretty silly. Your electrolytes can be unbalanced. Cells can be imbalanced. And so people need nutritional support when they're transforming like you are. Now, my, my symptoms seem to have pretty much resolved. And I think I haven't had another liver panel done yet. I was going to wait a couple weeks. Do mm-hmm. you see that happening? Because yeah. it, it seems to be that slowly kind of uh, working itself out. Right. Well, here's the thing. Because the energy is shifting, you're going to have moments of wonderful ease. And I'm going to hope that those all stay in check. And then you m- might have moments where things start to flare up. What I would recommend is don't do anything hardcore. Choose more holistic ways to heal your body. Because this isn't really like a serious physical problem. These are things more on the microscopic level that can be balanced out. And conventional medicine doesn't understand nutrition. That um, Conventional doctors are not required to study nutrition in medical right. school. So they don't understand these nuances, these very tiny, subtle changes that can occur in the body. So yeah, right now, that's fantastic. You're, you're feeling good. Things are calm. That's wonderful. If you start to have some emotional shifts or upheaval, that you may not recognize immediately, you might have a change in your physical symptoms. But if you do, and you go to the doctor, and they say things are great, don't worry, then uh, go to your natural path. It would be wonderful. And maybe finding one now will ease things out. But you're on the right track. What you're doing, even though you're having some of these symptoms, is exactly what I would want you to do. It's very important for you to be have the fullness of your emotions because everything happens in life based on our emotions, how we feel. And now you're going to have the right kind of control, if you will. We are in control of nothing, but you're going to have the right kind of assessment to help you move through life. 
And I'm grateful oh. you don't have a serious illness. It's wonderful. You're oh, so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am too. Yeah. Um, and I, you gave me a homework assignment about oh, a year and a half ago. Mm. I'm wondering how, how I'm doing on that. <laughs> well, I don't remember giving you the assignment. So yeah. Okay. Well, what I'd be was happy it? To tell you. Sure. Um, you just wanted me to tell myself that I was lovable all the time. Oh, and are you doing it? Uh, I was doing it every single day. Um, Pretty consistently now. I um, I'm not as much as in a routine, but I still, when I remember to do it, then I I will good, do it. Good. I, I think that's lovely. I really do. I'll tell you, the energy shifts that you have in your body are profound. They're really profound. So obviously, the things that you're doing are really working for you. Okay. So you know, Great. keep it up. And and I'm going to pass on the past life reading since we have oh, so many yes. people on the line. I'm so sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. And All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, now let's go to Bonnie Scotland and talk to Teresa. Hi, Teresa. How are you? I'm good, Marie. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for calling all the way from Scotland. You're welcome. You know I love you. (laughs) I love you, too. We haven't met yet, um, but we're looking forward to doing that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully July. Oh, good. That would be wonderful. Wonderful time. Come home and see all your friends. Yeah. So do do you have a question or do you want a past life reading? Well, I'd love to do the past life reading, but mm-hmm. also, you know, if you have time, I know you've got a lot of people, um, just because I've had so many changes in my life yes. um, in the last few months, yes. um, if you could do an energy reading, but um, I'm really interested in the past past life thing as well. So. Sure, sure. I, I, all of our listeners will be, too, because you've had some pretty cool past lives, um, at oh, least from cool. my perspective. They're pretty cool. Okay. Things are starting to settle down, thankfully. At least that's what your body's telling me. What I would love for you to work on is the back of your heart chakra in, in receiving, you know, because things are actually moving in a positive direction in the way you want them to. Surprisingly, you know, it's yeah. it's working out. Yay. And, Yay. and and I think you have felt like, okay, I got, I'm getting what I wanted, so I better not ask for too much. And, uh-huh. and I would love for you to just go ahead and take tons and tons of energy into the back of your heart chakra. That'll be really important. So really okay. work on that. I, I think that you'll enjoy, uh, you'll get even more happy things, but your body looks fine. It's just that heart chakra, you know, cause a, um, a lot of things have shifted. A relationship is ending, you know, you're branching out in your successful practice, a lot's going on, but you still need all that beautiful energy and you deserve it. And you can take as much as you believe you deserve. Okay. You've had cool. so many lifetimes in the healing arts. It's you're a natural. You're an absolute natural. And I would only imagine that your psychic abilities have increased over these last couple of years. Is that true for you? Um I hope so. And I keep talking to people and hoping them to show up, but they haven't showed up <laughs> yet, but I haven't given up. <laughs> and what do you mean by that, people showing up? Um, well, you know how you, you said before to talk out loud to your spirit guides and, yeah. and um, try to get them to interact with you and, and um, you know, look for signs. And, and because I had, um, um, had seen a, a, you know, a guide before, mm-hmm. I, I kind of have hoped to see them again and, and haven't seen them again. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just because of all the changes in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Teresa, you know, when you're working with your patients, do you, how's uh, that going? Oh, it's going really well. Yeah. Um, That's what I mean about your intuitive yeah. abilities. It's it's very, very good. And are, are the people just loving the sessions and yeah. wanting it, it more? Yeah, it always seems they get a lot of information yes. um, that's helpful to them. And, uh-huh. and I, I feel like... I don't feel like I'm doing anything special. I feel like I'm telling them stuff that kind of everybody knows, well, you know? Well, that, that would be no. 
You're, you're not. Oh. <laughs> you're not telling them things that everybody knows. And so this is the interesting part of one of your past lives. I see you as a fairy in a forest, and that doesn't seem very mystical, perhaps, but it is. We've had um, fairies in really dense and beautiful forests for you know, centuries that help protect the forest growth and help maintain positive energy so that the growth in the forest can stay for long periods of time. But it's kind of in the background. It's background work, and the fairies live there, so they think they're just doing normal housekeeping. <laughs> you know, they yeah. they don't really see themselves very well. And that's what you're showing me when we're talking on the phone, is you're not wow. acknowledging yourself. If you want those guides to show up, which I know you do, I believe you need to spend some quality time appreciating and valuing you and not think that what you're doing is what everybody else is doing. Yes, there are gifted and talented people throughout the world, but you're one of them. So how do I do that? That's the thing when when Uh, I have something I need to work on. Can you give me examples of what I can do to work on Yeah, so when you're working on someone and they're thanking you for what you're doing and you're noticing some really cool things happening while you're working with your patients, say to yourself, wow, I'm amazing. You can say it quietly. They don't have to hear you. Say, wow, I'm I'm wonderful. And you can do it when you're not working on someone because it's important for us to feel that we're wonderful even when we're not actively doing anything. Okay? Okay. Okay, I, I know. And, and that's what will bring the guides to you. They're waiting for you to have self-appreciation. And then everything will just start popping up. They're already there. They're already talking to you. And you're doing fabulous, successful, wonderful work. And it's only going to increase. Great. Fantastic. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Have a wonderful day in Scotland. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's move on to, oh, move back to home here and uh, talk <laughs> to Heather in Seattle. Hi, Heather. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. What can I do for you? Um, well, I am interested in the past life stuff, but um, yes. kind of sort of related to that. Um, I have a fairly uh, significant kind of whirling feeling that happens when I meditate um, or when I'm receiving some energy work, uh-huh. not all, but some mm-hmm. energy work. And I've it has never um, it's only it's been fairly recent, and it's never really concerned me. But um, in speaking to um, my Reiki person, she cautioned me about that being kind of um, something of concern, meaning be careful because you might be um, opening up too much in, in a place where you could let in entities or unwanted energies and things like that. Right. So now I'm nervous about it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to completely disagree with your practitioner. Completely, 100% disagree. It is so normal to feel energy moving in your body. And it is an intense feeling. It's normal and mm-hmm. natural to feel huge volumes of energy moving in your body. Most people walk around feeling dead energetically. You know, people don't open up their auric fields. They don't open up their chakra system. Uh, they don't. And you're a positive, optimistic person. So number one, and is that true? Are you that type of person? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. N- number one, the probability or possibility of you bringing in an entity is going to be really low. You're also really well grounded. I just got to look at your root chakra. And and people attract entities for a couple of reasons. One, because they're negative and pessimistic people and they're in fear. And in entity energy, which is just mischievous energy, that's all it is, in my opinion, is negative yeah. and, and pessimistic. And like attracts like. Number, you know, that's the first thing. The second thing is if you're not grounded, it means nobody's home. And so if you're not grounded, that means the doors are open and anybody can kind of fly in. So being grounded and in our bodies, present is what uh, keeps our being in, in the positive energy that we 
is a zoo to throw in our body. And it's very normal what you're feeling is healthy. I, I think people should feel energy moving in their body all day long. Most people only feel it. It feels like it's more around me than it is in. I mean, I do yeah. feel it in me, but if I'm laying horizontally, I'll feel it go from toe, toe to head, like around yeah. that way. You're, you're, always you're, goes out. Yeah, you're feeling your auric field. So you're feeling your aura. It's this massive body of energy that surrounds you. You're feeling it, and you're feeling so much subtle energy because it's very subtle. And that's what makes human beings more aware and conscious if if they can feel the subtle energy. So you're feeling it, Mm -hmm. the tingling sensation on your skin from the energy that you're sensing in your auric field, and you're doing great. It's fantastic. It's really great. Thank you. You're welcome. So here's a past life that I'm seeing about you. You were a judge. Um, this ah. was, <laughs> you are, you are a judge. Um, I don't think it was your favorite job. You were a man. You're probably, you know, I, the time period is definitely before cars. So we could even be in England. I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm seeing cobblestones and things like of that nature. So we could be in Europe. I have a deep affinity with London for some reason. Oh, really? So okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and you were a very kind man. It, the, you know, the laws were stricter than they are today. And, and so people were, um, persecuted for crimes that we wouldn't necessarily persecute people so harshly for today in most countries. And and so it was really hard for you where you wanted to hold up the law and be a good citizen, but at the same time you felt so sorry for people. So on your day off, you would go to places where people had challenges. You would find out. You were kind of someone who always uh, knew what was going on in the town you lived in. So you would bring food to people. You would hire people who, who didn't have work to work in your home or work in your yard or things of that nature. You're a very, very good person. And so this lifetime, you get to trust yourself. You don't have to worry about trusting everyone else or pleasing the general public like you had to when you were a judge. You get to believe and trust yourself because the judge that you were, your ideas and concepts that if you had somehow been put into law um, would have been great. But you did the right thing because, you know, being a, an activist at that time period would not be very safe either. Uh, so so now you can be more of an activist for yourself. You can follow what you believe is in the best interest of all because you're going to be right on. Cool. Okay. And feel all, all right. the energy you want. It'll be fantastic for your health and well-being. Okay, good. I've always seemed, felt like it has taken it has taken me deeper into meditations whenever I've had that experience where it's opened me up faster. So it's always been something I've almost strived to yep. feel or seen. Yeah. So it, it bumped me out when I started feeling scared of it. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and fear is, is rarely a feeling of truth. Fear is ego, okay. ego, ego based because ego is just fear. And so when we're in fear, we're in our ego. And when we're in our ego, we are um, not feeling our connection to our higher self. So just remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank, right. you. Thank you. Have a great day. So um, we're having a great time here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show talking about past lives. We're going to take a little break here and I'll be right back. Start the new year with fun and inspiring tools that invoke curiosity and the desire to change. The Marie Manucherry and Friends monthly two-hour class is an investment towards self-development that you won't want to miss out on. We'll provide even more tools to enhance positive thinking, spiritual growth, healing, and so much more. Go to energyintuitive.com to find out more and sign up for the next class. Alternative Talk 1150. It's the home of mastery and mystery. 
Next Gary Mann show, Sue Lundquist, popular host of the I'm Thankful Network, will tell us how she made gratitude the cornerstone of her success. Then we welcome back Reverend Ray of Sunshine for another round of readings from one of the most sought-after psychics in Puget Sound. Two hours of Mastery and Mystery coming your way Sunday nights at 7 on Alternative Talk 1150. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. There's nothing else like it on the dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to Marie Manucherry Show. I'm your host, Marie, and we're talking about past lives. So here's what happens before I get back to the phone lines. When you're on the other side, so the other side is heaven. That's one way to describe it. I call it the fifth dimension. It's about three and a half feet away from your physical body. So we literally watch into, walk into each other's worlds all the time. So that's where the other side is. And let's say, you know, you're not in a body right now and you're on the other side and you've been there for 100 years because most people wait approximately 100 Earth years before they reincarnate, although everyone has free will and people can make whatever choices they want to. Right now, Earth is kind of a hot spot because we are growing. I mean, you can listen to all kinds of interesting new age metaphysical things on radio and television and in programming. So we know it's a big part of human consciousness now more than it ever has been in a positive way, not in a scary way like it used to be. So we may have more people spending less time on the other side and wanting to come back to Earth and have some fun. Um, and I know some people in a body don't necessarily think being here is fun, um, but that's a choice too. <laughs> so what happens before you come here is you sit down, I believe, with creation, uh, God, the universe, whatever language you want to use, and beings that you would like to be guides for you because you pick your guides. You ask people who you believe are more evolved than you to guide you during this lifetime. And uh, if they say yes, then they're going to be like parents for you from the moment you're conceived into the moment you leave this place. And you think about what it is that you want to learn. And, you know, once that that is kind of brought to some conclusion and in concerns to your higher self, then you think about what area of the world would best suit you to learn this and who what people would be the best type of people to be your parents and would it be good for you to have children? What kind of sexual desires you may have? You know, would you, do you want to be heterosexual or gay or do you want to be a nun or a priest or what are the things that would work for you to help you grow to learn the things that you've decided you'd like to learn in that particular lifetime? So we all have free will. We're all making these choices all the time. And many of these choices, if not all of them, are based on other lifetimes that we've had and the outcomes of those lifetimes. That's what we're talking about today. We're going to go back to the phone lines. All right, let's talk to Donna in Seattle. Hi, Donna. How are you? I'm good, Marie. How are you? I'm fantastic. What can I do for you today? I'd love to hear about my past lives. Well, you're an old soul, by the way, because there's a ton of them. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, that's not a bad thing. You know, an old soul. And if um, Ansley McLeod, who I've interviewed a few times on the radio show, he says most people who are interested in metaphysics are old souls, you know, because it's an it's an old soul concept to think about multiple dimensions and previous lifetimes. So you are definitely an old soul. You've been here so many times. And are you enjoying life right now? Because I get the sense that you, you, you know, overall enjoy being, you know, here on Earth. Is that true? 
Yes, it is. Okay, which is unusual. A lot of old souls, I mean really old souls, are like, eh, I've been here too many times, kind of sick and tired of it. They tend to... Um, hibernate a little bit or, you know, hermit themselves away from mainstream society. And that doesn't seem to be the case with you. Is that true? That no, I don't think so. Although I do um, enjoy my time alone. Too. You do? Good. I that, that's a healthy thing. So what I'm hearing when I look at all these past lives, uh, I would say that your main job that you tend to take in previous lifetimes is to be kind of the communicator. You're the person who gathers information, educates other people, and helps them to move forward on their path. You've done this so many times. And this time, you've really been asked to be quite a bit more selfish. Are you doing that? Being more selfish? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I know. I don't think so either. So this time, if you go out in the world to help other people, either one-on-one in, in groups or whatnot, your job is to be the leader, to be the teacher, not just the connector. You know, because I kind of see you like the gopher, not getting the appreciation and praise that you deserve for your wisdom and insight. You're an old soul. Hello. And I mean a really old soul. And uh, and now it's time for you to kind of step up, like step up on that platform. You don't need to be the gopher anymore. You already know how to do all of the major tasking that needs to happen when you're kind of a gopher in the world. It's time for you to step on the platform. And when I see you stepping towards a platform, you're just scared to death. It's like you don't want to take a prominent stance. Is that true? A little bit, although that has just um, shifted, and I am going to the platform, in fact, this Sunday. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. So it's very important for you to recognize you have you have all the experience necessary to deal with any type of life situation that could possibly come your way. Seriously. And when I look at many of your past lives, they've been as successful. You've had good endings. I don't see a lot of persecution because you've learned how to resolve things without a lot of conflict. And and I would say there wasn't a ton of, of uh, compromise, but there has been you know some compromise in previous lifetimes. Now it's okay, even if there isn't, um, you know, it's like, it's okay to, for the conflict. You've surrounded yourself with really good people. So there's not going to be that tendency towards conflict, but still don't protect yourself you know, against it. It's okay if there's conflict. It's, it's oh, like, okay. All right. So step up, take that deep breath on the platform and tell yourself you, all the education you could possibly have to be who you are today and to move forward in the direction you want to, you have it successfully. And now it's time to just let your light show. Okay. All right. Yes. Thank you. Okay. And good luck on that podium. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, let's move up to Everett now and talk to Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking. What can I do for you? Well, um, I have my life in the past three years for sure, but a little bit longer, has been in a constant state of flux, mm-hmm. as is, it is right now. And it's with my relationship and my work. So I kind of want some direction. Right. Um, well, I'm just going to kind of gauge it at your past lives. Uh, You've had a lot of past lives as well, very similar to the last caller. It Um, sounded very familiar to me. uh Uh-huh, you have. The difference between your lifetimes and Donna's is that yours have had a lot more trauma, a lot more trauma. In fact, what I feel is tragic energy, tragedy. Thank goodness you live in North America and you're not living in a war-torn country because you already know how to attract uh, disgruntled, 
circumstances. And, yes. and if you're living in a country that's already having a lot of conflict, then life would not be fun. So you made a really good choice to come to Earth and learn not to attract trauma. And you're still comfortable with it because you tend to attract it. Um, one of the callers, I said something to the effect about listening to themselves. Yes. And that's what you need to do. Okay. You're, you're an old soul. You have tons of uh, life, previous lifetime experiences, but yet you're still giving other you know, people, you're still saying, oh, no, they must be right. And, and then, then you have to backtrack and say, well, no, I don't want to participate in that because that doesn't really work with my integrity. And then they're mad at you. And then there's this big dramatic circumstance. Yeah. You, you need to listen to yourself first. You've already had your head chopped off more times than I'd like to count or something similar to that from previous lifetimes. Okay. Now you live in a safe time of life in a safe region of the world where you really can step out and say, I'm right. No, we're going to do it my way or I'm going to go do it my way with someone else. That is true. Okay, so that's what that's what I'm recommending that you do. And, and you know, the other piece of the trauma or the tragedy is that all these lifetimes look kind of gruesome to me, by the way. You're, you're not holding on to the fear about them, which is really great. So I don't know in what lifetime or what you've done to release your fear, which I'm so proud of you for doing that. Uh, you know, thankfully you did that. You've looked at the whole situation in terms of, okay, well, I need to do this next time, or they were kind of sick in this way of thinking um, when we look at your persecutors. Um, but you've come to a really wise old soul conclusion about your lifetimes. And so, again, you don't have that fear holding you back. It's just that you see the wisdom in everyone because everyone is wise. Everyone has incredible gifts and talents inside. And so you tend to you know, agree with what they say. What's very important to remember is that even though that's true, all of that is inside of someone, it doesn't mean they're acting on it. It doesn't mean they're using it. It doesn't mean that they've evolved to a place where they know how to integrate it in their life. But you do. I hope I do. You do. I've been working on this in this lifetime. (laughs) Well, you picked a good time to really work on this. I mean, you don't have all the other circumstances like a threat of death, you know, so step up. This is the time to step up and get this resolved so that you don't have to do this anymore and you can really allow all the things you'd love to happen in your life happen. So let's put this to rest, you know, tell yourself what year it is that you're a woman living in North America in the 22nd century. Um, about your education and your resources that are available to you and step up and claim your knowledge and your wisdom because you're absolutely right. Okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. All righty. Bye-bye. So before we go back to the phone lines, I just want to do a couple reminders. Um, I have a class coming up next Wednesday called Bridging Worlds. It's at Redmond Town Center um, Marriott at 7 to 9 p.m. It's a really fun class. I do readings in every class that I teach, and I'm going to be talking about the other side. I'll be doing readings about loved ones, friends, and family. So bring your friends and family, and we'll bring the ones that are no longer in a body. And we'll have fun on Wednesday night. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's uh, talk to John in Seattle. Hi, John. How are you? Hi, Marie. Hi. Yeah, I was just um, interested in what you see, what's good, what's bad, and you know, my, <laughs> just both sides. Yes. So, so what would be bad? I'm just curious. Oh, nothing. I mean, just you know, like energy blocks oh. or something along that line. Oh, well, <laughs> you, you know, similar to the last caller, by uh-huh. the way, and it's interesting too how people kind of 
calling groups. Yeah, we the have, herd mentality. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we'll call this the enlightened herd mentality. <laughs> okay. Um, same thing for you in terms of really listening to yourself. You, you are a peaceful warrior. You really are. Uh, the amount of peace that can flow through your body is phenomenal. And, and that makes me think that as this peace flows through you, the amount of creativity that's available to you is also phenomenal. Um, and so you really are a person who does need to speak out because your ideas are soothing, calming, and beneficial for others. So that's exactly what I'm seeing um, in terms of all the good. And, and the bad would only be that if you don't speak up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm seeing at least one of your past lives. You've spent a few in the priesthood, by the way. Um, Jesuit priests, um, again, this peaceful man, uh, you know, working the world, helping people in poverty, you know, wanting to bring good and light to others. I think that you've always had a deep sense of God um, in, in your being, and certainly it's evident in the choices and the roles that you've had in previous lifetimes. I think at one point, it was when you chose to be a woman who worked in, in the kind of like Catholicism belief system. I'm assuming it's the Catholic Church, but I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's when you went, well, wait a minute, this kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, How come the priests get all the goodies and uh, us nuns have to scrub the floors? Wait a minute. you know. So that's kind of when you broke away from more traditional religion and, and you realized that you didn't have to be in cloth to be close to God, that you could be near an ocean and be close, close to God. So you, you most likely have a very deep, um, centered belief in, you know, spirituality. Is that true? Yeah, that, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful. So do you think that you could let peace ring through your voice? You have really incredible creative ideas. Mm. Did, did you know that? Mm, I'm not, I mean, I guess I do and don't, both, mm-hmm. whether I acknowledge that or Mm-hmm. act on it. Sometimes our ideas, we think that everybody else already has them because they come in our head and we think, well, everybody else has these ideas too. But no, that's not true. And you know how to think of all the little pieces that might come into play to cause some potential disturbances. So you know how to resolve them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and you're a very good priest, by the way. You uh, loved the people that followed your, the churches that you um, participated in. You were a wonderful priest. You gave excellent advice. And it was funny, you would catch yourself laughing because you'd be giving advice to married couples and you had no idea where it came from. And, <laughs> you know, like, wait a minute, you know, I've never been married. And, and then you, and that shows your integrity as a priest, you know, that you knew your, your role was, of course, to give answers to people. But you, you were clear that, wow, I haven't had these experiences. How did I know this? And you would look up afterwards after the couple would leave and they would feel peace their heart and you would go thank you you know (laughs) yeah so you have a wonderful relationship with creation and i know we would all love for you to use it here on earth yeah i would like to do that more so then step up and do it bless us with your knowledge because um we're all we all will be lucky to hear what you have to say oh thank you you know john um one of my jobs and people don't always know this about me but one of my job is to help healers heal Mm -hmm. you know there uh, are many people in the world who have phenomenal things to offer and and uh so passing that message on to you as well in terms of me doing that or um, i mean i I see you know there are the wounded healers and and yeah that's not that's not serving them or the people sometimes (laughs) well people misunderstand the term the wounded healer The, the wounded healer is actually the true story and true definition of it because everyone has wounds is that the wounded healer pulls the poison arrow out of his leg 
and heals himself. Right. So the true definition, it's actually a gift to be a wounded healer. People um, who look at the definition, maybe not in the healthiest way, they think that, um, you know, that they should honor their wounds on their outside and, and let it bleed out in order to be a gifted healer. And I know you don't want to do that. I, I get that. And I don't recommend that. It's really about the healer knows how to heal themselves first. And you definitely know how to do that. I think you just need to make your voice bigger so that you can see how powerful you are, however you want to do that. You know, it doesn't have to be with laying on hands. I see more talking and uh, speaking and writing, things of that nature. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Marie. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Let's move on to Seattle once again and talk to David. Hi, David. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Marie? I'm fantastic. What can I, I What can I do for you today? Well, when I heard the subject was past lives, I I uh, I was um, drawn to the phone. I um, I'm wondering about that. Okay. Sure. Well, you know, this lifetime is a little bit more challenging, perhaps, than some of your previous lifetimes, in my opinion. I'm not sure exactly why, but I, I have this feeling of a little bit more strength in in your personality, perhaps, in some previous lifetimes than this particular lifetime. I'm not really uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh. I think you probably took on maybe too many burdens in previous lifetimes. Um, the main picture I'm getting, uh, you were a man. Again, before cars. <laughs> I'm definitely in Europe. I have no question about that this time. Um, you're about 5'10". I can actually see you really well. You're about 5'10". You have really thick, dark, wavy hair. You have full facial hair. So you have a beard and a mustache. Beautiful, brilliant blue eyes, by the way. And uh, you're... Um, there's like a circus coming to town. That's the picture that I'm getting. There's a circus coming to, down, to town, and you're kind of like the town organizer. You're helping them find out where to locate to put their tents up. Um, you're making sure that they know where the restaurants are so that their people can be fed. You, you know, you're one of those individuals, uh, very organized, a lot of burden, if you will. Um, you were paid well for your job, by the way, because you kept the town afloat. You know, you did a lot of things that a lot of other people couldn't do in their job processes, like the mayor or the governor, or however the city was actually organized. Wow. And so this lifetime, you've taken a little bit of a step away from that much responsibility. And I, I think this is about building your personal power because you, you got a lot of kudos for being such a good instigator and organizer. And, but yet, you know, it was what you did for others. Now it's time for you to gain your personal power for what are you going to do for yourself? Yeah. I, I, I always hesitate. I don't want to do the, excuse me, the wrong thing. Yeah. I hesitate way too long and well, you can't do the wrong thing. That's the great thing. No matter what we do, we're, we are evolving and we are growing. Certainly, there are paths that may seem easier, but mm-hmm. we're all growing and we're all maturing. And all of us, e- even if it's slower than we would like, it's still happening. So you can't make a mistake. And that might be a fun way to look at it, is that you can't make a mistake. And if you could spend more time really honoring you... That would be phenomenal. And, and working on you, you know, putting all that energy that you have, because you had tons of energy. This man, he could just jump up and down. I mean, I thought first he was part of the circus because he had so much energy. But no, he was actually helping the circus to uh, go and put their tents down. So put that energy in you. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, thanks, Marie. You're welcome. Have a fantastic day. Thanks, you too. Thank you. All right. Let's move on to Christina in Seattle. Hi, Christina. How are you? Hi. Um, I'm great. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. 
I'm super excited to have a past life reading. Okay, great, <laughs> great, great, great. You know, you're really strong. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, you're so, so strong. That's when I looked at all these past lives, I was a little surprised because you had, um, you have beautiful feminine energy, by the way, but I know how strong you are. And and then I looked at the past lives where I was looking at them and trying to figure this out. You've been a man so many times. You really do know how to tell people what to do. Well, you do. (laughs) (laughs) You, You really get at it. And now, you know, having that female energy, it can come across more lovingly. You know, mm-hmm. and and so now you get to really enjoy the the skill that you've learned about accurately helping people move in a positive direction with that love oozing out of you at the same time. Yeah, um, I, I'm seeing one past life. It's very interesting. Uh, you were a man, so a lot of men today, mm-hmm. and uh, I see you actually in a cemetery in a tomb, um, you were putting your daughter to rest. So you were young, but people died, of course, much younger than the 86 plus years that we average here in the United States. Um, And uh, your daughter was, you know, I would imagine like 12 or 13, which probably would have been 18 or 19 or, you know, early 20s if we were to compare, uh, you know, responsibilities and life choices. Uh She was single and hadn't had children. She was very beautiful, by the way, your daughter was. And you were just crushed by her death. She died of an illness, so it was probably, you know, some flu or bacterial infection way before antibiotics. And you were just absolutely crushed about her death. So the lifetime you lived to be a very elder age for that time period, and it was a very tenuous, difficult time for you. So you may have issues with people being sick in your own life. I do. Mm -hmm. It may be hard for you if you have a friend that's diagnosed with a serious illness. It might be a challenge for you to care for them, you know, and that's a role that you really are proud of, that you, you give great advice and you're a great friend and you don't overgive. you know, you expect people to step up, which I so appreciate. But if you have people in your life that have illnesses, it might be a challenge. And I would love for you not to be hard on yourself regarding that. And, you know, really, uh, this was a a very difficult loss for you. You had already lost a wife. And so it was just you and your daughter. And so when she passed, um, you know, it was even more challenging. So be kind to yourself. Maybe have a talk with this gentleman and and let him know that you've moved on and and talk to him about what you already know about everybody dies at the perfect time for them because they do. Mm -hmm. And I think that that'll make it easier if something happens in your life where you need to be there for someone. Um, But if you can't do it, it's okay. Someone else can do it. You already do enough for other people. So if someone else can step up and be there, that's perfect. Okay. Okay. So that's yeah. the past life that I'm seeing. And you've always been a, from what, the lifetimes that I'm seeing, a very gracious, compassionate person. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Welcome. I appreciate it. Have a fantastic day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Let's talk to, and I, I'm hoping I'm getting this right. So if I butcher your name, I apologize. But I, I think it's Shalini in Sammamish. Hi, Shalini. Hi. Hi, Marie. How are you? Great. How are you? It sounds like Eric I, did it correct. I am so excited to talk to you. I've never done anything like this. Oh. And I'm, just, I'm really, really happy to get on the air oh, right now. Wonderful. You. Thank you for listening to the show and being courageous to call in because I think it's a courage thing to call in. I don't call into radio shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of a chicken. So, what can I do for you today? What is your question? Well, uh, past, about life? My past life. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, you're a very interesting person, by the way. 
You know, one of the fun things about looking at past lives is even if you only see one or two, you get a lot of information about someone, you know, because we're always working on resolving previous lifetimes in a, in, in a lifetime. So when I see a picture of a lifetime, I get to have lots of information about, wow, okay, I know a lot about you. Um, and I, I'm thinking this is at rest now, but I'm not sure. Are you comfortable with your choices in partnership in terms of gender? Um. I think so. I never okay. really questioned it before. Okay, great. Um, the, this one lifetime that I'm seeing is, uh, you were a doctor, by the way, a man again, um, a doctor. Um, kind of, You were kind of an all kind of physician. In other words, you certainly took care of people, but if the horse was sick in the barn, you'd go out there. And that's what I'm seeing. You know, you're in a barn. It's freezing cold outside. I'm, I'm in the U.S., though. I'm not overseas. And there's a horse down, it's sick, you're pretty sure it's actually going to die. And so you're going to spend the night with it because it's close to death that it doesn't need to be shot. And you aren't quite sure yet why it's sick. And and you're hoping like maybe you'll give it the right antidote and it will get better or it'll perk up. But um, so you're just going to spend the night in in the barn. But then I see a very strong feminine figure. So my my feeling was uh, originally that maybe you were, you know, do I want to be a woman or a man? And then my thought was, well, maybe it has to do with partnership. You know, do I love men or do I love women? And when people have those thoughts, I think they're lovely because ultimately someday we're not going to choose someone because of what's between their legs. <laughs> right, right. We're going to choose them because they are the best person for us. You, you know, And we're going to have a lot more options, obviously, than maintaining our love interest towards a particular gender. So this is something that's actually evolved. You know, you're at a high evolutionary process about that. So if you ever feel like, you know, that you're not sure if you're a man or a woman or you're not sure, you know, what to love, just know that you have the freedom to feel both. Okay. Right, which is very exciting. So so Great. that's, um, do you ever have any interest in medicine? You know, um, I actually do. I have uh just by myself studied Ayurveda for, you know, since I was 18 and I'm 40 now. And I experiment, I go to naturopaths, I go to acupuncturists, I have an Ayurvedic physician. So I'm I'm kind of one of those people that I like a team behind my health. And (laughs) I opt for those type of um, choices rather than the regular Western practitioner. Well, you've had plenty of experience in kind of old school conventional medicine, which is really more traditional medicine, you know, more natural remedies were used earlier you know, before we got to processing synthetic meds in the in the lab. So you're a natural at it. And if you ever want to work in, in the healing arts as a practitioner yourself, you're completely gifted to be able to do it. No, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you for calling in and listening to the show, and I wish you a fantastic day. Thank you, Marie. You too. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Let's move down to Auburn and talk to Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. And I would love to find out about a past life. Okay. All right. So uh, the past life that's picking up for me, you are a woman. I'm like, oh, finally, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, men are lovely. It's just yeah. like I kept seeing all these men. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm actually seeing a past life uh, close to the time of your death. You were younger. You were pregnant with multiple children. Oh, my God. This was a while ago, you know, so we didn't have inc- incubators or ultrasound machines. You know, even though you had gotten quite large, yeah. no one knew for sure how many babies were in your womb. You ah. know, you also were incredibly intuitive. So if you were intuitive then, that means you're intuitive now. <laughs> I am. Okay, excellent. And you had already had a precognition that you had three or four babies in your womb 
that uh, one of the babies was going to die, and so were you. So you already knew. And your husband adored you. He absolutely adored you. You were in bed for, you know, months before you actually went into labor because you were quite ill from, you know, whatever happened. And um, you you didn't want to tell him, even though you knew you were were right, you knew you were psychic at that time, but you didn't tell anyone, obviously, because it's not a good, it wasn't a good idea at that time to share that kind of information. But you wanted to prepare your husband because he adored you. And about a day or two before you passed away, before you went into labor and gave birth, you actually... Um, you um, died fr- from bleeding, you know, so you bled out. They didn't know how to, of course, stop the bleeding at that time, or maybe they didn't know to remove the uterus. I don't really know what their knowledge was at that point. Um, and so you, you talked to him about, you know, um, you know, someday when, if anything were to happen, one of us, I'd want you to move on. You know, you gave him this really lovely talk and he was just having so much fun with his hand on your tummy and feeling the baby's kicking. He was so excited about the future that he didn't completely listen, but he, he was listening significantly enough that after you passed and he was done grieving, you know, the, the biggest part of his grieving, he was able to hear your words and go, oh my gosh, she knew and she was preparing me. So you left him though. There was actually four babies. One of them never formally formed. So it's a miracle that they survived, wow. number one. And you left I mean, him. And there were four at one time? Four at one time. Ah. I know, crazy. And, and there was no drugs to uh, make you have multiple births <laughs> at oh one time. Gosh. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> and so you had two sets of twins, basically. And ah. so you left him with two boys and a daughter and they grew up healthy and well and he loved them very much and um, he always spoke of you fondly to them so it's really interesting interesting lifetime and remember you were psychic and you are now yes well and it's interesting that i couldn't have children in this life i must have chosen that yeah you're like oh dang i'm not doing that again that was (laughs) way too hard (laughs) well that so that's the lifetime that i see and and pay attention to the psychic park too so much. That's so You're interesting. Welcome. I was just going to ask if hummingbirds signify anything because yeah. I love hummingbirds. Hummingbirds mean joy. Oh. So when they're near you, that means that you are in bliss. You're in oh. joy. And, and if you feel joyful, more of them will come around. Oh, I have them all winter. Oh, well, I, I well, feed them. Well, thank you for doing that. I have a friend who does that. That takes a lot of time and energy. Oh. Thank you for doing it. That's wonderful. That. Oh, thank That's you wonderful. so much. Have a great day. Oh, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So I just wanted to rem- I just wanted to remind our listeners that um, next week we're going to have Lynn Robinson on the air. She's one of the nation's leading experts in the topic of intuition. She's a popular and widely recognized author and motivational speaker who works with businesses and individuals as an intuitive advisor offering insights into um, to goals, decisions, and strategies. We interviewed her last year, and I loved her tools. They were amazing. So she'll be on the phone because she's on the East Coast, and I'm thrilled to have her back on the air again. She actually has a brand new book, um, and it's called Trust Your Gut and Listen and How the Power of Intuition Can Grow Your Business. So it's absolutely fabulous. And I also want to thank everyone um, for tuning into the show. I know we didn't get to all of our callers, and we apologize for that. We always want to, but we're grateful for your phone calls. So for those of you who called in and were courageous, and those of you who um, listen to the show and whose energy is from far, far away, just want to thank you for another fun-filled and lightning hour if you'd like to listen again remember we will be there'll be a recording of this show noon pacific standard time on sunday joyful blessings